Welcome, everybody, to the Rabbit Trails podcast. Good Welcome. to see you, Garrick. Good to see you, man. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. How are you doing? How you doing? Man, we're, we're doing well. We're doing well. You know, it's uh, sunny outside. It's a time of year where you start to go, I think the sun might actually come back again. It's sun, the sun exists. The sun exists, yeah. So you find yourself turning towards it whenever you're, you're like a, a sunflower, sunflower when, yeah. when the, you, you follow it across the sky. So it's awesome. Uh, hey, before we get to our topic, uh, listen, people, do us a favor. If you uh, are listening to this um, and you have not left a five-star review for us on uh, iTunes, please do so. We are always appreciative that you stop by, but it's better for you and better for us if you would uh, subscribe because then you don't have to go and click on that random button and then Anyway, all that stuff that happens, um, all the gnomes that make the internet run are well pleased when you subscribe. <laughs> it makes their job a lot easier. And if there's anything that Garrick and I are concerned about, it's that making sure that the internet gnomes are happy and well greased. Yeah. yeah. Well, they feed the hamsters too and they keep the thing going. That's right. That's right. If yeah, you don't. The whole internet. <laughs> it's really, it's just <laughs> hamster run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wheel, just spin it, keeping, keeping it going. Uh, hey, listen, uh, on that, on that highbrow note, um, (laughs) (laughs) we, we had some, we've had some really great guests in the last couple of months. Uh, I've become kind of amazed by it actually. Yeah. Um, I'm really, we were really blessed, uh, that the people who came on actually somehow they, we, we tricked them into doing it and uh, (laughs) that's, that's really great. (laughs) Um, it was, it was great. Uh, so a couple of them though, stand out in mind as you and I were talking and that would be, um, our conversation with Todd Bolsinger Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. adaptive change, adaptive leadership, uh, as well as, uh, the recent one that we did with Steve Cuss about, uh, leadership anxiety. Yeah. Excellent. The leader, man, both of those interviews were just incredible. Uh, great great guys like go go get go yeah. get their books if you don't have them and just yes. because there's there's a lot of leadership books and, and this isn't really a leadership podcast but no. we, we kind of veer into a lot of different you know we're, we're jack of all trades master of none rabbit uh <laughs> rabbit trails uh but but you know, I, I've read a lot of books on on leadership and there's a lot of christian books on leadership and then i'm not saying they're bad but they're you know there's a lot that aren't that great you know they, they get sold more because they're a certain person, but these are really good books because they were special specialized in things. You know, they weren't just Christian leadership and then talk about a vague idea, but uh, I thought they're excellent books. I, yeah, no, listen, I, I have a degree in Christian leadership and uh, I've let a, read a lot of books on leadership. Uh, although surprisingly few for actually having a degree in a master's in Christian leadership. Uh, I would, I would call it more a Jack of all trades of Christian leadership. Yeah. We, okay. So we both have higher education degrees in leadership. I just realized <laughs> that like, I was like, yeah, yeah. And we were, we were, and we're both leaders uh, we're both to, ver- le- to varying degrees, to varying degrees of <laughs> to, success, to, depending, depending upon the day. Uh, no, Hey, listen, no, Todd Bolsinger's book, uh, canoeing the mountains. And then his new one, uh, tempered resiliency yeah. or resilience or tempered resilience, I believe. tempered resilience. Uh, yeah. fantastic. Um, I've kind of read a little bit and then heard some interviews with him as well as the interview they had with us. And then, uh, Steve Cuss's book, managing leadership anxiety. I think what Steve is tapping into is probably one of the most important things that could be yeah. talked about uh, today in in leadership in general. Um, yeah. So what was it? What were some of the takeaways though for you? Well, I, I think for me the the two things that they both what 
two things they both kind of, I think, convey. Uh, one, one is humility. You know, mm-hmm. being a leader is about, is about humility. But for me, the, the, the essence of being a Christian leader is, is really this, you know, I want to be, I'm trying, I've, I've been, as I've been thinking about this podcast, I've been thinking of the word. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's maybe ultimate surrender, ultimate uh, submission, right? That's, that's really what, to, to God, obviously, not just, you know, not to the organization, but to, to God. And so, you know, I was, I would, so I was thinking, this, this got me thinking about a U2 song, actually. That that kind of got going as in my head. One is want to do. This kind of happens with me. It's, it's a song most people I've never heard. I guarantee you've never heard this song because it, it's not on any of their albums. It was on a um, a uh, soundtrack that uh, for a movie that no one saw, uh, Million Dollar Hotel. Um, but it. it so I've I, never I, even it, heard of that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's got Mel Gibson. Bono wrote it. Wim Wenders directed it. It should have done well, but it, it actually, I saw it. It's actually a really bad movie. <laughs> But it has the music because U two's involved is is not bad. Uh, so if, I'm I'm gonna read this. I think I think I think I think when I keep going back to this song, in a sense, when I when I think about ministry, but and leadership and who who I am. Uh, and uh, so it's this song is called "Falling at Your Feet." Okay, and so Bond is not talking about a girl here. So you know, so every chip from every cup, every promise given up. Every reason that's not enough is falling, falling at your feet. Every band elastic limit, every race where, there, where there's nothing in it, every winner that has lost their ticket is falling, falling at your feet. I've come crawling, falling at your feet. Everyone who needs a friend, every life that has no end, every knee not ready to bend is falling, falling at your feet. I'm crawling now, I'm falling at your feet. All fall down, all the manic days, the faces that you pull, all the x-rays not under your control, the graffiti rolling down off of your tongue and the compromise you make for someone, every teenager with acne, every face that is spoiled by beauty, every adult tamed by duty are all falling at your feet, every foot in every face, every cop stop that finds the grace, every prisoner in the maze, every hand that needs an ace is falling, falling at your feet. I've come crawling, now I'm falling at your feet. All fall down, all the books you never read, that's me, just started all the meals you rushed and never tasted every eye closed by a bruise every player who just can't lose every pop star hurling abuse every drunk back on the booze all falling at your feet all falling at your feet all fall down all the information all the big ideas all the radio waves on electronic seas how to navigate how to simply be don't know when to wait explain simplicity In whom shall I trust? How might I be still? Teach me to surrender, not my will, thy will. That's a leather jacket wearing rock star right in that stuff. Yeah. Uh, We we should sing that more in church, that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, should be a mantra for for leadership uh, conferences. Yeah, it should. So that's where that's where I, I went to, when when they were talking about this need to just give everything to God mm-hmm. and put it all. And we talk about that a lot in Christian in Christian ease, you know, giving it all to God. So, I, but I wonder how much do we really lay it all down before God? You know, let's mm-hmm. are are we re- are, is our knee really ready to bend or are we? You know, I don't think so. Yeah, and I think. I, I think I think it's a it's it's astounding 
Mm, I want to, I want to be careful. It's astounding how much in my own life, Mm -hmm. my role of leadership has been selfish ambition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And how much I'm more concerned with the way that I'm going to come across or the position that I can achieve or the room that I can be invited into or, or, or whatever else, rather than knowing Jesus in my own life. It's interesting to me that, that in the new Testament, Leadership qualifications tend to revolve around the character of someone rather than their skill set. Yeah. Paul yeah. Paul seems really concerned about that. Yeah. Not, well, are they a good strategic thinker? And and yet that those are the things I want to prioritize. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> the only way that someone is willing mm, – be careful again. Uh, Bolsinger talks about, of course, adaptive change, adaptive leadership. Uh, and he goes to Lewis and Clark. And yeah, the, I mean, these guys had their own selfish ambition and everything else everyone does. But it takes a lot of humility to go, okay, we're throwing out the plan. Yeah. Like they led these guys thinking that something was going to be there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, nothing's there. What do we do now? Yeah. I would, have gone back. I would have gone back. I would have said, guys. Yeah, because you, you, yeah, well, oh, I know what to do. We're just going to go back and I'll talk to the president now. I mean, what, whatever it might be. But yet yeah. these guys go, well, let's throw it out. Yeah. There's a lot of humility there. Yeah. And, and to work together, too. I think that was another thing, you know, uh, to work even with people who they weren't comfortable with necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, a young Indian Native American uh, mother, fourteen-year-old woman, yeah, like a yeah. teenager, yeah, yeah. Man, it's I think the the big thing in the Steve Cuss interview that well, not the big thing, but one of the things that just hit me over and over again was one. I think Steve's humility is a. I mean, here he's a leader of a you know a decently sized church and ministry and everything else, and just an incredibly vulnerable dude. Yeah. I mean, just incredibly, no, here's here's what I struggle with, and here's the anxiety, and man, I just need to go to the depths of who Jesus was and or is and uh, explore some of my own significant. So what what I'm realizing in my life is I, I'm realizing I can't I can't deal with the anxieties that I face until I'm ready to and ready to admit that I can't beat them. Yeah. And and so, 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 so that's that's where I, you know when I think about that, because that's really a saying. I'm out of control. I don't have control, mm. right? No. So, and I think that's where. And once again, I'm also be careful because I'm I'm. This is not something I've 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 got under control. My inability to admit that I'm out of control. But when you when you come and before for Jesus and you come on your your knees with everything right and lay it all down and say no, this is your will. Then, then maybe that's that's maybe one of the early steps of I don't know, you know. But it feels like that could be one of the early steps of saying, "I'm not in control. God's in control. Whatever happens, happens because He's He's doing it." So I, I want to be careful because I don't think we're talking about disassociation, where we're not no. talking about we're not talking about some kind of Buddhist trance that where we disconnect ourselves from feeling or emotion. It's 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 actually the opposite. Yeah. It. You you hear the phrase "let go and let God," yeah. and I I recoil against that phrase yeah, yeah. because That's that to me like sounds like about. the Buddhist you're you're yeah. decoupling yourself from everything. This is actually the opposite. Yeah. 
um, the way the way that I experience it in my life, and the way that I think at times when I've become the, uh, when I when I've operated in good leadership is when I can sit in a room and I can admit I have no clue how I should do this, mm-hmm. and I'm anxious. Uh, or in my parenting or in my marriage. Like, it's like, I just got to say it right now. Like what's going on here kind of freaks me out. Or even if I just need to confess it before the Lord, but realizing there's no amount of uber competence that can compensate for this moment because I, I don't have control over this. So I guess one, one area might be like um, uh, in an area like uh Anxiety produces anger, right? So like you you get anxious about something. You don't realize you're anxious. I think that's one thing that with this Steve Cuss material that I'm realizing is we we um we don't like the word anxiety and we don't like to say anxious because we're kind of like, hey, yeah, yeah, other people get that. I just get frustrated or whatever else. But it's like, well, that's the frustration is a secondary emotion, but the anxiety is is deep below and it's producing that. Um, and so what I've seen in, in my own life is, you know, that anxiety gets produced and it gets, it it becomes anger or whatever. And what I think the way I read Galatians at that point is like, okay, I got to go tap into the spirit and kind of control this anger. And then I'll have peace and joy and everything else. And I don't think that's what it is. It's that confession of my limitations as a human being and my frailty. And then that allows me to then rest in the spirit, which produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I, I can't muscle my way into love, joy, peace, patience, yeah. kindness, gentleness, and self-control. I, but I can back my way into resting in that, um, which produces a, a, a very different result. Yeah. And I, I think, I think I wonder if we're a little bit influenced by, you know, North Atlantic culture, which is, is more suppressive of emotions. You know, yeah. I, I, my guess is when if, if the, the, the people reading the, you know, uh, Jewish Mediterranean um, Semitic people reading these texts, weren't seeing it as a suppression of emotion. Uh, you know, when, when we're talking about uh, giving everything uh, you know, surrendering everything to Jesus. I, you know, I think we, we, we've interpreted that uh, as such uh, in, in some ways. So I, I mean, I, th- I think you're, you're onto something really important there, which is not necessarily to say, okay, the, the emotion is not there, but it's to be honest about it, to express it even, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, you know, living in a more Mediterranean culture where emotion gets expressed, uh, you know, in very real ways, uh, I, I think I think that's something to think about is is how we how we interpret scripture often comes from a very you know practical cold you know and that's maybe that's the way it should be in mm. as we live in those cultures but I I, th- I think those cult that's the downside of some of those cultures is you know it's the old Irish you know what the Irish people just drink and have a heart attack you know that's how they just, deal with it just 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 stuff <laughs> it. Stuff, stuff it for it down. Yeah. Just keep it down there. Yeah, the and that's Germanic not, or the good. yeah the Germanic or the Scandinavian sensibilities, yeah. which says, "Well, there's nothing I can do about it, and so I'll just you know move it's on." And Stoicism or or yeah. whatever you want to be, which you know, hey, Stoicism was a was a result of a Mediterranean culture. So we we, we should be we should be careful not to you know 
say all Mediterranean cultures have it, but there is something to be said of the expression of emotion, especially that which is found in the Bible. Um, but it's not just the expression. So what I, so here's an interesting thing. Like it, it, it could be very easy for a leader to go off the handle, right. And go, well, I'm just being expressive and I'm being like the Bible or, you know, show their anger or whatever else. Yeah. And th- there's a, there's a place for that. But I think what, what Bolsinger and, and, and Cuss would, would point to, and I think it comes out more in Bolsinger's tempered resilience that, it's kind of this, the only way to, the only way to kind of uh, make sense of these things is to go to the depths of what is the inner story that I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. So like when I get anxious, a lot of times it can be because I'm telling myself a story that in order to measure up to who I think I have to be, I have to be uber competent. So I have to be able to handle each and every scenario um, that comes at me, regardless of whether or not I have any familiarity with that scenario or have any clue as you have, you know, like um, there can be, if I'm responsible for a group, right. And we're all at a bus station, a bus stop, and we think a bus is coming. um, I can feel a lot of anxiety if that bus isn't coming even though I'm in a country I've never been in or in a situation I've never been in because I feel responsible. And so if someone says, man, where's the bus? I can easily take that to mean you're, you're not a good leader because you don't, you didn't Uber competent your way into learning Lithuanian in order to be able to, you know, figure out this moment or whatever else. And and so that's kind of the stories that we tell ourselves, but so it's not just me going, oh, well, I've never been in this situation before. I need to give myself some grace. Okay, yes, but there's a deeper story there. And that's yeah. actually where I think the real – that's when, when you're saying you've got you've to invite Christ into that. I think, I think that's what it is. The, the journey of leadership is the inviting Christ into the, I don't know, send patterns, you know, call it what you want. But at the end of the day, what's the, what's the emotion? What's the story you're telling yourself that's three, four down, you know, layers deep. Yeah. Uh, And those are the hard ones. I'm convinced that that takes time and it takes failure to get there. Yeah. 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 And I think um, that is the crazy, that's the crazy reverse kingdom kind of thing that's going on here. And I, and I think what, what you see in even this song and this idea that, you know, we're, we're all going to end up on our feet, on our, on our knees and faces before Jesus. We're, it doesn't matter who you are, but you know, you're, yeah. you're, that's going to happen. And yet we have to kind of go through this process of that takes time and effort and grace and failing and confession of, of getting there you know, of really getting down to, and you know, I think you and I have both at times been on the bottom of things, you know, maybe I don't, you know, I'm not saying, you know, in a, in a really dangerous end of, you know, career family or anything, but we've been in, you and I have both been in you know, hard places where you, where, where you do like sense that the only thing I've got left is I got to get on my, you know, hands and knees and face, you know, not necessarily really, but figuratively, metaphorically in, in a real way and get before Jesus and say, I, you know, this is it. I, I don't, I don't know what else, you know, you, you, you got to do this. Like I, cause I'm not, I'm not capable of it anymore. And so I think, I think that's the, the, 
I'm trying to say the, the, the illogicalness of, of how God works in our lives often, you know, it's, and that's what Steve said too. He said, you know, burnout, a lot of people see it as an end. And for him, he sees it as, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity, you know, yeah. a, t- a time of really just where God can really work in your life. Cause you've, you've kind of been stripped of all that stuff finally. Yeah. There, so a couple of things, you know, you mentioned, yeah, we've, we've both been there kind of on our knees sort of thing. Looking back, you know, in the moment you think this is the end of the world and I just want out of this as quickly as possible. I, I call that, you know, I'm finally fallow enough to start learning. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the reality is, is that when I look back, those are the times where I feel the most connection and joy and, or maybe not joy, joy is produced but I'm, I become tempered resilience, right? So I, I learn something in sticking close to Jesus. Um, and, you know, I, that I think is actually an important reminder. Israel, Israel had their, some of their biggest moments of failure, not necessarily in the most difficult times because God showed up big, but rather a lot of points of failure came when things got comfortable. Yeah. And one of the reasons I, or mm, let me think about the way to say this, the, one of the important reflections that I can make as a missionary of 20 years in different cultures and different contexts is every time I put myself in an incredibly uncomfortable position, I start to see growth. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, I was talking with a, a friend and we were, we had both been early on in our mission career in the same location. And we were asking, we're the same age and we were asking, you know, do you feel like you, you're really producing the character of, of, of God in the same way you did when we were younger? And we, we kind of went through various, no, not really. And, you know, kind of just trying to figure out what's going on. And part of it was just the level of comfort that we had become used to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the hard part is knowing that and going, I need to find new ways to make myself uncomfortable and trust God. And um, yeah, but then at the same time I was, I was texting back and forth with a church planner friend of mine. And uh, he was saying, man, I'm just really seeking God because I've been in this church planning thing for seven or eight years. Things are actually going really well. And me and my wife are just going, this is boring. <laughs> it's funny how when that, in those moments now, if seven or eight years ago, he was going, God, are you even going to show up? This is going to be yeah. terrible. And then, yeah. you know, on the end of it, whether or not you succeed quote unquote in church planning or not, you really, you begin to realize now God is faithful. Um, yeah. Which, which brings us. Okay. So I'll, I'll say it here. We haven't, we haven't said it on the podcast yet. Uh, so Victoria and I are, uh, by the time this airs, we'll have let all the important people know and everything. But we are in a, a step of a huge step of faith in that you and your wife are going to become our bosses. And that's just <laughs> sounds frightening. No, it, does, it is. You should, be, you should be deeply concerned. I'm, I'm concerned about your life choices. <laughs> no. Okay. So, so what, what that means for everyone listening at home is that Victoria and I have, have felt led to now step out of our roles in 13 years in Sweden and um, take us to a huge step of faith and move to uh, Spain and to work with Camino ministry, Lord willing and, 
try to figure some of that out. We don't know all the answers, um, but here we are. We've lived 13 years in Spain. It's the only place our kids have ever known. It's frightening as all get out, even though there's tons to look forward to, but just kind of this new step of faith again. And I keep going back to Abraham going, he set out on his journey and all he knew was, I'll show you the land. You know, like I, I know I have quite a few questions yeah. answered, but yet, so during this process of us making this decision, though, I was reflecting on this last night with Victoria. I would go on these long walks. And my biggest question was, God, are you just going to go with us? And I mm-hmm. kept going back to the story of, um, well, I, I kept going back to the ironic blessing that, that I, I will be with you is this is the sense of the ironic blessing and that that I could I could rest in that that God will be with us and he promises I will never leave you or forsake you but then there's also the story of of Israel in the desert of that he covers them with a with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night and that his presence was of great comfort to them and um so that's kind of the I, I keep going back to that of a, I'm now looking at this going okay god you're going to produce some real character in us aren't you and i kind of know that that means that it's going to be really stretching you know yeah and that that's hard but i think that's cuss's point is go to the depths of that yeah yeah it's i mean yeah i mean a a, a big move for anything is 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 tricky a big move into kind of a nebulous you know I mean, in some sense, we've all kind of done that. If you've been in missions, you've gotten on a plane, not really knowing where you're going. I mean, you know, like, I know I'm going to this place. Uh, but, you know, when I talk to some, you know, younger missionaries who are kind of starting out, you know, I was like, no, you got to, you just got to keep taking those those steps and seeing where God, what God does. And God may put you somewhere else or do something big in your life, but you got you got to keep moving forward and, I think you're you're the the Abrahamic, you know, and the the mosaic and the ironic, you know, <laughs> metaphor or or not metaphor, but uh, a story really brings that, you know. I think, but 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 that 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 also requires this kind of complete renewing process of Thy will, God. We're, we're yeah. really trying. We're really trying to follow you here, you know. Uh, but it's an it's an it's uncomfortable. It's, it goes back to the story of, of, I mean, it's, it's, it's ages old. I love, I love Andrew Peterson as a, as a recording artist. I think among Christians, his are some of the most rich, I mean, from a absolutely straightforward, I look, I'm not going to toy around with you. I'm going to sing about Jesus stuff, you know, (laughs) like, like he's not, I mean, Bono and and everyone is a different approach, but as far as just the straightforwardness of of Peterson and, and one of the things that, and in, in a lot of themes that come out in a lot of his music is this idea of seasons, but not just mm-hmm. seasons of like, oh, this is a season of this, but more like the cycle of death, burial, and resurrection. Um, and there is this sense in, in our life even now, uh, and I think it kind of goes back to this leadership principle of dying to yourself and surrendering yeah. everything to Jesus. It's, it is dying. But then out of that, there's a resurrection again of new life. Um, yeah. It doesn't always mean, and I keep going back, gosh, there's tons of stuff here, but I keep going back to the, to the last battle, C.S. Lewis's last battle. <laughs> and in that book, you, you continually hope, you find yourself, maybe it's the American in me, maybe I'm just trained by stories, but you kind of keep hoping, you, you keep thinking, well, Aslan's going to break through here. Like, yeah, vindication. Just, he's just going to take care of everyone and, the, and, and everything's going to end up. 
And, um, and in the last battle, their backs are against the wall. They know that death is coming. And the king says, you know, someone says kind of like, I'm, uh, where is Aslan? And he goes, well, whether Aslan comes or not, he's still good. Yeah. And they all die. Uh, for spoiler alert and then and then they're they're joined they're joined with the the kids from the first books yeah who were who, killed who also. also died from a yeah, terrible that's, train that's, accident and it, yeah or yeah bombing or something yeah 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 and, it, and it's like it's like you know my kids were like wait what they yeah. died what and so it was like we kind of went through like this isn't the purpose of the story the purpose of the story is not a good ending on this earth but rather the goodness of, of the King and yeah. what's even better. And so Lewis tries to suss that out. And so even as, as Victoria and I are, you know, taking the step of faith to leave a place that our, you know, kids have known. And there's that sense there of, well, we don't know how this is going to end up. I mean, yeah. Spain's a great place, so it'll be fine, but we don't know the struggles that await us. Here's the thing. It's wrong to think, well, I have anxiety about this or worry or whatever else, but God's good. So therefore everything's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, it actually yeah, yeah. may be really yeah. difficult, but if we stick close to Jesus, we'll know him in a more intimate way. And that seems to be the goal to me of any endeavor with Jesus leadership or otherwise. Yeah. I, that was, I, that I was a really brilliant point. I made you quiet. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. I think, I think that's, that's, and I, I think, I think what we're doing down is right. This is the heart of leadership. Uh, the, it's heart of ministry. It's, it's, it's really the heart of who we need to be as Christians. And I, I but it's, it's this, it's this tension, which we find in, in grace because we're, because we're not going to, we're not just going to, because, because we don't get the whole, like, we know the story is going to end well. Right. We, but, but not really. We, we, we kind of, you know, we, we, and, you know, and even, even in the song, it's like, you know, well, how do, you, just, how do you, how do you, how do you anticipate something like that's, you know, is going to taste better when you've never tasted something? Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. exactly. So like you, you kind of hear the, those stories out there, but until you've tasted the Galician steak, you don't, yeah. you just don't know how good it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and, and but, but this, this, this is the, this is the Christian story. It is God. We, we are not obligated to surrender all to God. <clears throat> We are asked, and in reality, we can't do it. I mean, that's the songs teach me to surrender. Yeah, this is this is someone saying, "This is going to happen. Everyone is going to fall down before Jesus. I want to fall down before Jesus, but hey, I need God's power, His grace, His love to help me to do that." And that is, you know, that's a that's that is a lifetime experience, I think, as we as we move through through our lives, our journey, our pilgrimage. Uh, you know, we don't. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't see it all, but that's what God's working in us, but he has to do a lot of it in us. Uh, and it is, I mean, it isn't, and that's all. Yeah. Glenn Kreider's book. We'll go back to that. I was just thinking today, I need to reread that, but uh, God with us, but just this idea that God, God is always with us. And he's always been the same God throughout, throughout history. Um, it's not a new thing that Jesus came to earth and, oh, all of a sudden God wanted to be with us. It was like, no, he's always been that. He's always been gracious. He's always been kind. But we, we tell ourselves these false narrative gospels. So we believe in the gospel. Okay, I need grace. And we kind of get that. And then we enter into this relationship. And God is so gracious even in that because he allows us to enter into that relationship having no clue what, we, what we're what yeah, we didn't, to we or didn't know what we asking for or whatever else. But then also – 
we continue to tell our story ourselves stories of like God's up there wagging a finger or whatever else, but yet we fully don't understand grace. And here he is patiently revealing that to us over time and putting up with our anxiety. But yeah, there is that sense there of we're invited to this, but he never force feeds us those things. Yeah. And the, the hardest part about the Christian life, about yeah, leadership, about whatever, is the fact that unless you are willing to dare and put yourself in a place of weakness you actually will never receive the depths of the beauty of that relationship. So it's this really freaky, scary thing, Yeah. but it's worth it. But we have a hard time believing it's worth it. Like I tell myself that all the time. It's like, well, yeah, God, you're good. You're good. But uh, frankly, I don't really want to put myself in a situation where I know yeah. you're going to show your goodness because that means I, I lose control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. It's good stuff. Um yeah, I this go I go back to this anxiety stuff because Steve Cuss and I just think it's just it's so important and no other leadership stuff is bringing this up, you know. No. Not in uh I mean Henry Henry Nowen did some, you know, I mean there's bits and pieces of it, but it's yeah. just kind of right out saying you, you got to deal with this stuff. Yeah. And you got to deal with it in a in a productive way in a way that, that, that is also spiritual. So it's, 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 it's a real, I think the book, I think you're right. I think it's one of, one of the best leadership books I've ever read because it deals with, I think what most leaders, unless they're psychopaths are dealing with, which is some level of anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think we're all in, and, but we don't talk, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to get at it. We don't really want to. Um, and, I, and I think what you said about vulnerability that, I mean, it's with any relationship we have to be willing to open ourselves up to, and I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, self-flagellatingly to, to whoever, but uh, to open ourselves up to our, in our families, in our relationships, but you know, ultimately with God, um, those are hard things to do, especially if you've got, you know, past issues to deal with still in your life. Right. right. But the beauty of the Christian story is this Hebrews chapter 12. You know, 11 and 12. So you've got the Hall of Fame of Faith and then 12 rounds it out with, therefore, because we have this great cloud of witnesses, that it is those witnesses who aren't sitting up there going, hey, I'm watching, don't screw up, but rather they're cheering and saying, hey, don't give up because we're here and we we can see that it was worth it. Yeah, We can see, I think that the church and the fellowship of believers on earth can also serve as that great cloud of witnesses in the moment to say, don't give up. And that again also produces the reason for vulnerability um, and a safe, a safe atmosphere. I mean, there's a lot of places where a person should not be vulnerable. Yeah. People just aren't safe. And it, unfortunately, oftentimes that can happen within the church or in a work context that are yeah. among Christians. So you, you got to be careful, but there is the reality that, that we can be to each other. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. And and that seems to me fundamentally different than anything the world could otherwise offer in terms of leadership. Yeah. Yep. So for the leader who says, guys, I might get this wrong. I'm trying my best. I think it, you know, it doesn't mean we overlook mistakes that leaders make, but rather in the vulnerability, there's a sense there. It's like, well, this may not go very well for us, but Aslan's still good. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we don't necessarily have to have all the, the answers either. Yeah. And I, I think that I got was very few. Yeah. I've got very few. And I think the, that's the longer, the longer I'm in, in life, I actually realize I've, I've got very few things yeah. that I know, but that doesn't stop me from creating a podcast in which I pontificate on things because I know I, that the, the irony, the, the irony here, the irony of it. The irony, the irony of, of our modern society, people <laughs> criticizing other people for not knowing enough stuff while they themselves tell people what to think. I, I thought a, a great moment. So on our podcast with, with Steve, he, he said at one, you know, I asked him, what, what do you think the idols of America are and everything? And he said, you know, I, I probably should stick to idols in my own life. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, that was a gracious rebuke, but but it was yeah. also just a comes from from wisdom of a of a man. Wisdom, yeah. Knows Jesus. So take out take out the plank in your eye before you take out the. <laughs> it's yeah. probably a good idea. I'm I like running around trying to. I like my I like my getting out my my critiquing guns. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I think it's part of you know a little bit of American christian cool i mean i don't know i maybe i'm christian just a cynic so. that is really at the end of the day what it is for me is i'm i'm yeah. just a cynic and i like to point fingers at people so well i think we all we all like to blame sure we do it what's was eve's thing? fault she what's, she gave me the fruit what's the uh <laughs> so the, the drive-by truckers have a great line in one of their songs uh about um point oh gosh i don't remember i'll have to look up for it later but it's like you know people pointing um people at people oh gosh i can't remember never mind just just cut this part it's a great line about hypocrisy people doing the people thing with the purple <laughs> people eaters it's a very it's a very it's a very contorted line uh you know. so you can you can find it and then we can just we can just clip it in how's that yeah or maybe we'll end we'll we'll end the podcast with that just just it's total a total uh you know a total miss hit mm. wait hold on i think i might have it <laughs> okay okay here you go talking tough is easy when it's other people's evil and you're judging what they do or don't believe it seems to me you'd have to have a hole in your own to point a finger at somebody else's sheet I'm sure sheet is what they said. I think it's there's some kind of issue there about dressing up like a ghost or something. That song. It's it's a very convoluted. Oh, uh, like, okay. Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. if you're pointing at if you're pointing a finger at somebody else's sheet, well, I'd eat your finger out of your your sheet. You know, uh, I got, you got you. a hole. But I think there I think there's so it, it, it it's not that great of a line actually. I just <laughs> just cut the whole thing. It's just <laughs> let's just quit. Let's just we're done. Well, okay. So this surrendering to Jesus thing, this, uh, this going to the depths of your own anxiety, uh, all pretty important. And, uh, Jesus is glorified the more that we do that and the more that we show Amen. vulnerability with others. Yep. Amen. I think, I think you become a better missionary once, once you get to those places. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta, but then you gotta guard your heart because it, you, you can get easy to, to be in a place in a long time then to go back to. Yeah. Get off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of can't wait till I can become an, a, no, that's not true. I don't want to become a get off my lawn person. I don't want to be crotchety. Sometimes I feel with like younger culture stuff. I'm like, oh, oh listen, culture has passed us by, my friend. We are old and irrelevant. <laughs> Probably so. But I'm still holding, I'm still holding on, man. 
we we can still annoy our children with our with our uh, culture anyway okay well uh we took a great podcast and then we just kind of i don't know uh, we limped along there right at the very end that towards the end that's okay. yeah everybody thanks for joining in to the rapid trails podcast always thankful that you stopped by go ahead and subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you go. else you subscribe if you're listening this long you are an enduring faithful rabbit trails nation podcast listener and may god have mercy on your soul 